Hello everyone, and welcome to our second Rewind episode as we gear up for our fourth season. And today, I, Andrew Spiris, play role of humble host. Today, we take a look at the main discussion from week 17 in season 2, titled Let Us Not Speak of Twitter, in which Kyle and Josh discuss how we get feedback in a post-collegiate world, and how not all feedback is created equal. Let's listen in as our lovely hosts discuss. Kyle, when you are working on something and you put something out into the world, how do you know what people think of it? Are you receiving any kind of feedback for something that that is out out in the world on its own? I got to say, not as much as I would like. Well, everybody, go check out Kyle's stuff and let him know what you think about it. That oh, boy. Seems to be the oh, answer no. there. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think there's also too much, so... <laughs> We'll get into that, I assume. Well, well, we'll get to that. Do you do you feel like and I, I these are some leading questions to start us off. Do you feel like mm-hmm. feedback on the the work you do on the designs you create is something that you used to get, perhaps in in high school, college, in the classroom? Absolutely. And I will caveat this by saying I work for myself. I work from home. Uh, it's kind of a solitary existence, but it's quiet. Not every graphic designer's experience is that. There are graphic designers who work in agencies and studios where feedback might be a little bit more easy to come by. But for me, yeah, I, I, I do recall getting feedback from uh, community settings like college, like uh, you know, working in some studios. It's always, always a good thing. I think it's hard to argue that anyone is getting more constructive feedback than they would have in their That's true. school setting. Yeah, I agree. So Kyle, thank you for answering those questions correctly. <laughs> yes. Because that gets Points. us to our main topic today. Yes, A+. Plus. Excellent. A+, plus on the midterm. We are talking about feedback, something that I think for anyone in any kind of visual or even uh, performing arts, any kind of art-based discipline, that's really the basis of your education, mm-hmm. whether it be middle school, high school, any kind of, of specialty camp, or namely college, <laughs> you are constantly receiving and giving feedback to your peers, or you're receiving it from a professor who is hopefully someone you trust. And you are learning through that feedback, both positive, negative, hopefully as often as possible constructive, that is how you hone your, dare I say, craft. Then, hopefully, you graduate and you're out in the cold, cold world where that entire megaphone shuts off and you are no longer receiving Mm -hmm. any sense of how you are doing. Or if you are receiving it, it's the occasional Twitter troll who would like to know that you should just give it all up. Right. The quality has gone down. Curl up and die. And so <laughs> we want to talk, we want to dig deep into this idea that we all, or most of us, I don't want to speak for everyone who's listening to this, are building our educational base on this idea that I, I know what works, doesn't work, I'm getting opinions, 
And then all of a sudden it's gone and you're expected to make a career out of not knowing Mm -hmm. whether anything you do is good or not. So let's start by talking about what it's like to, to have that taken away from you. Kyle, do you feel like you struggle with this? Do you feel like when you put something out that that is something you are concerned about, that you don't have the information to know whether uh, what you did is, well, let me just leave it as broad as good or not good. Yeah, I I often feel as though I I lack the feedback I desire to know if something is good or bad, quote unquote. I mean, I I do feel as though a, a good designer is able to follow their own internal compass of what is good or quality and what is not. You know, it's the definition of personal style and personal perspective. But yeah, the the notion of getting feedback is crucial to understanding the value of of, of your your object that you create. So I, I wish there was more. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a a really negative aspect of the community as a whole that no one is quite sure what works and what doesn't. Speaking just from from my experience right. as a performer, when you go into like an audition, you go in, you give them what you've got, you walk out, you never hear anything. Yes. Unless you get the part, mm-hmm. you don't know anything about, did that go, was I their second choice or was I the worst person they saw all day? Right. And it could be anything. And it makes progressing really hard. It does. It makes growing and developing I almost impossible. Feedback is calibrating. It's it's one of those things that can help you understand your relationship to the world, uh, the value of what you're putting out to the world, and um, how, we, how you felt about what you put out. Now, I do want to highlight that there is such a thing as unhelpful feedback, that I would say most of f- feedback you get is is generally unhelpful. There's plenty of unwanted. That's a hot take for you. Feedback. <laughs> Again, you know, when you're in when you're in a school setting, hopefully there there's kind of a a set of expectations and rules about how you are conversing with each other. You're not just going after each other even if there's a sense of competition. Right. But, you know, you can very much be receiving what someone else thinks is helpful and and it just sets you off even if someone says something nice you can pick at what they've said and take what they've said and and manipulate it into horribleness <laughs> sure if in you're your... insecure or have anxiety around it yeah and so i think for me i've broken it down into into four types of feedback that you can receive great there's there's blowing smoke there's pumping tires there's constructive criticism, mm-hmm. and then there's lying. It's <laughs> just f- flat out lying. Yeah. And the distinction I make is, you know, blowing smoke is you're just saying something to say something. You're just telling them what they want to hear, you know, so that they stop bugging you. To end the conversation as quickly as possible. Right. Placating. Pumping, pumping tires is I want to make you feel good, so I'm going to tell you all the good things without actually helping you get to the next yeah. step. Right. Although it may feel good, that's really unhelpful. It's just sugar. It's mm. it's nothing actual, <laughs> actually nutritious. That's a good way to put it. Then the, the constructive criticism mm-hmm. right, is pretty self-explanatory. You're saying the good, you're saying the bad. It's all there to help the person. Yeah. And then I guess lying is pretty self-explanatory too. 
where that's the most dangerous because you probably, as the person receiving the feedback, right, you may not be able to identify a lie. Yes. And I think that's the that was always the hardest part for me, you know, the handful of times someone did say, oh, you were great in that audition. We didn't cast you because whatever reason, I don't know if they. But you were great. I don't know if they were telling me the truth. (laughs) Probably not. Right. They just say if it's really basic, I just assume that it's a lie. They're like, oh, yeah, it's really good. Like, that's probably just them lying. And that goes back to the, you know, what's constructive. If you just tell me it's good. Well, yeah, that's positive, but it's not helping me. Or even if you are saying like, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. This is great. Okay. What about it? Why Mm -hmm. is it great? Yeah. Go one step further. And it feels to me that people, it seems like people aren't good at giving constructive feedback, which is strange to me because a lot of us came from that background where we were right. doing it in an educational setting. So where does that go, do you think? I, I think that there, when you're out in the real, the quote-unquote real world, it's very easy to drop that aspect of it. You know, it's just, you don't have to give feedback. You don't have a professor giving you, uh, you know, demanding that you give that feedback. So you often just don't. Right, no one's <laughs> making you. So, you. so if you're the one seeking, yeah, if you're the one seeking feedback, you rarely get it. Well, I guess it's that idea of in school, you've got, uh, again, that kind of set of rules to start from. In the real world, yeah, you don't really know who you can or should be giving feedback to, how they are going to react. Yeah. And so you stop. And then when you're in an occasion where someone is genuinely, genuinely wants to hear from you, you're out of practice. You haven't worked that muscle. You're out of practice. Exactly. Yeah, practicing giving feedback is uh, it, it's important as well. Right. And so I guess ultimately the question is, if we are now adults, mm-hmm. unfortunately, <laughs> how do we ever know what's good? How do we know when we've done something well, other than, I suppose, the obvious? Occasionally mm-hmm. we really hit a home run and you know you've done a good job. Right. Uh, you win an award or something is very successful financially for you. Other than that, which doesn't happen every time, as we know, how do we ever know what's good? For me, there are a couple of like straight up metrics that I think the modern digital world has put on us. And that could be something as as superficial as as likes on social media, where you can actually quantify somebody paying, giving you attention. Uh, or all the way up to like awards, uh, award shows where the, that right. attempt to make a standard right. of what is good and what is uh, unacceptable to beat that. Well, no, um, awards so, would be, you know, much more uh, a rarer. Yeah, super occasion. rare. Likes are easier to come by right. because you can put whatever you want out there. But can we ever trust likes? Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I don't actually like the idea of likes or using any of these these automatic digital processes for feedback because it's not real feedback. I think that those kind of things fall into the blowing smoke category that you described. Or pumping tires. Yeah, right. pumping tires, just like giving you the positive without actually giving you anything of substance. The icon is literally a thumbs up, which is yeah. the, the <laughs> most basic Great. level yeah, yeah. <laughs> of positive reinforcement you can possibly give. Right, right. So... 
to branch out of that and get into the more balanced, constructive criticism that I think we all seek, it really comes down to forming a community of people around you where appreciation can be vocalized or actually um, addressed or, or um, there's a word I'm searching for, but I can't think of it. Is it legibility? No, it's like enunciated. Um, anyway, so I think that there's there's something to getting your community of people around you where you know they can actually tell you what they like about it and, and have not a community of like-minded people, but a community of people who are supportive and not afraid to give you the right feedback. Well, that's, I, that's uh, exactly right. And I, I feel like we are, this conversation, we're kind of, we're feeling kind of down and uh, we, we don't, <laughs> we, it's something that we're agreeing that we like it, having a good feedback yeah. environment uh, that we miss it from our college days. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say, in my experience, type people are quite good when they are in a powwow for giving positive and constructive feedback. And I would agree with that. I think the type community is pretty good at it. I, I want to take this time to give a shout out to Thomas Jockin's Type Thursdays. Yes. Which I don't know how those have gone uh, over the pandemic, mm. but you and I attended one uh, many years ago at this point. We attended one together, yeah. In, in New York City, and I know those occur all over the world. Yeah. So if you have a chance to check those out, if they are in your city, check those out. But what I recall from going, which was one of the first things you and I did uh, type-related together, mm -hmm. was just the incredible amount of care that was given to how people discussed other people's yes. work. It was not always, dare I say, kind. It was not just yes. saying the nice things. It was not just, it was very specific and oftentimes pointed, but the way it was discussed and the way that people dis explained themselves for, I don't like how you're Q <laughs> does that thing dips yeah. that does this yeah. thing that will not work when you need it to do this thing or that thing. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it was how the feedback was received by the designer. Yes. Because let me tell you, coming from a theater background, sure. the it's the receiving of feedback that becomes this emotional, personal, just horrible. You you just bludgeoned me with that comment. <laughs> and I didn't see that at all. I saw a community discussing something. Yes. And and what a hard thing it is to create something and then have people see it for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I was very impressed with the with the bravery that people showed. And then when met with with certain dislikes, distastes, issues, that it was a discussion. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I, I, I shout out to all of you type people and keep it up, keep talking and discussing and sharing your ideas and receiving those gracefully because man, you guys got it. It's tough out there. I, I do agree with you, Josh, that um, the type community is very good at, at feedback on a personal level, not Twitter. I'm not talking yeah. about Twitter. I'm not talking about a lot no. of the forums that are out there where you can speak anonymously. Let us let us speak not of Twitter. <laughs> let us not, yes. Today. But to me, it really does, like the type industry really does 
exemplify that adage, rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. There's a, a, a non-competitiveness that I think is, is really cherished and goes a long way when talking about type. I think every type designer, whether they're new or experienced in the craft, they want to see the evolution of type design as a whole progress. Right. Yes. And that means I'm doing it and that means you're doing it. So I'm going to work just as hard to make sure that you are helping the craft evolve as, as I am. That's really cool. The other thing I wanted to bring up about feedback here, Josh, you hit on really quickly was this idea of iterative feedback as opposed to building something on your own behind the curtain up in your tower. And then when, only when it's done, do you bring it down from the mountain? Right. You know, uh, there's the idea of iterative feedback that is so important uh, when you're working on large projects like type, but really any creative endeavor, right. it, it takes vul vulnerability to get there. But asking for feedback to real people <laughs> uh, along the way, yes, just helps guide the process and keeps you motivated. And that's, I guess, at the center of this entire discussion. If feedback needs to be part of the process. Yes. And when you're going through your education, everything is a process. There is mm -hmm. no final product. Even if you have a final paper or project to submit, yeah, yeah. it's all part of a process. And then, and then, and then you are an adult and in the world. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, no one is interested in your process. Or rather... You have to cultivate a world around that. The point, unfortunately, becomes the results. Yes. And so it becomes something that you, the designer, have to put upon yourself mm -hmm. to put an emphasis on your process, to find ways to keep that line of discussion flowing when it's not yes. there for you. And that's tough, and that's a shame, I suppose. Uh, Sounds like a lot of work, but it's worth it. And it also is tough because, like I said, not all feedback is the same. It's not as simple as going around and saying, hey, everybody, I would like some feedback on this because people are going to be willing to share their opinions with you. Right. And usually the people who are eager to share their opinions with you are not the people. That's true. Who you want opinions from. <laughs> and so it it is a shame that yeah. it's just it's something that that you have to seek out and create for you. But I I think, unfortunately, it's it's necessary. It really is no other way. It's the way because yeah. otherwise you are alone in your endeavor. And uh, mm -hmm. that's that's only going to get harder and harder as you go on. And as we've learned, a world without feedback is a terrible world to be in. I, I suppose. I suppose it is. <laughs> Although I could certainly do with less Twitter feedback these days. What did I say? You had, oh, you, uh, I had right. one Sorry. rule. I had one rule. That's good feedback, Josh. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. Write it down. <laughs> For me, please. I'm writing it down. And internalize it. Jeez. Kids these days. <laughs> well, that's it for our second Interrogang Rewind. Keep an eye out for our final Rewind episode in the coming weeks, and season four will be out before you know it. As always, the music you're listening to right now is Cut It Loose by Max Band. Thank you for being a part of the Interrogang, and we'll see you next time. Well, that'll do it for the second Rewind Interrogang. Oh, all right, I need a script. <laughs>